The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 49, minor 49 or something joke. I don't know. I just remember that from Scooby-Doo a long time ago. Yeah, I got nothing. I, I know there's a sports team called the 49ers. Is That's that my football? mom's favorite football team, the San Francisco 49ers. Yeah, I knew that. So the, one to call, the ones to call my mom's favorite football team are your host, Chris and Savannah. Oh, there you go. See, I, I, I'm not getting any more clever with these intros. It's just this is the way things are now. Yeah, episode 50, Chris, Savannah, let's get into it. And that's your, it. Your hosts no. who happen to be hosting are Chris. And. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, that's us. This is the Right the Record podcast. So thank you very much for joining us today on the show. We sure, we sure do hope that you like what you see and I hope you check out the album. Let us know what you think about it. So by all means, hit that like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow. All of those things help build the musical community that you know we're trying to build absolutely everywhere over in the audio world, over in the video world. Doesn't really matter. Be part of the community. Yes, we need friends. I don't know if I'm speaking for myself, but... Please join us. Hey, you've had more people talking to you lately on YouTube, so that's we're getting somewhere. It must be working. Well, well, to be fairly honest, uh, most of the time they agree. So <laughs> that's kind of my point, though. I'm yeah. like, you have oh, yeah. people talking with you now, so yeah. it's all good. Yeah, agree or disagree. I just wanted to bring that up because I like to brag. That's all. Exactly. So yeah, remember on the audio world. Give us high ratings, high reviews, leave some good reviews too, so that way people like you can find us in those communities. And over on YouTube, of course, we always tell you to like and subscribe and all that kind of stuff. But we especially want you to subscribe because once we hit 100 subscribers, boom, we give away free records for every month we're over Woo. 100 subscribers. So we know you want a free record because it's free and who who goes without free in their lives, right? So by all means, all you got to do is hit the subscribe button and you could very well win some music out of it. So that's pretty cool. Hell yeah, if someone offered me a free olive, I would take it because it's free, but I do not like olives. So, you know, free is free. We're, just, we're only human. Yeah, but uh, even the free olive, I'd just be like, you know, I'm actually okay. <laughs> I would throw it at somebody. Just put it into like a, not a BB gun, like, or like just one of those guns that you can like shoot like, shoot like small so paintballs. I don't know. I don't know. My firearm's that well. This is too violent for me now. I was thinking my hands. What else? <laughs> okay, whatever. That's fine, too. <laughs> but yeah, you can find all of the streaming links that you need for all the podcasts and our social links as well over at ratetherecord.ca. So wherever you want to follow us, whatever you want to do, you can find it over at ratetherecord.ca. You can also find a link to our Kofi page, kofi.com slash ratetherecord if you do want to support the channel financially. If you do that, $5 a month for the RTR Club, you'll get a thank you at the beginning of the episode. You'll get your name on a thank you card at the end of the episode. You get you get access to exclusive content. And hey, if you got a band and you got a song and you want us to check it out, we will review it exclusively over on Kofi. So by all means, there's your incentives hope that works and we would love to see you there just again completely optional but you're the cool one if you do you get you get oh the, you get the second kiss you only get the second kiss if you join second yeah second kiss comes exclusively on kofi exactly. you want to but then you're going to do a second kiss later at the end of the episode like you usually do so i don't know you kind of blew that one so you get a third kiss you get the third air kiss and you while she that's fine. Whatever. You know what? 10 bucks, lock of hair. I stand by that one too. 
I was going to say, like, while you ponder that, I guess I'll just continue. (laughs) (laughs) Continue, continue. So, yeah, Rate the Record Podcast, episode 49. If you've been here before, welcome back to the podcast. We're glad to have you here. Glad to have familiar faces. Hang out with us, listen to music, let us know what you think. But if you're brand new here, too, welcome to the podcast. We hope you enjoy your stay. Obviously, we'd like to see plenty of new faces in the crowd, and eventually you'll become one of the familiar ones, so that's pretty cool. But if you're new here, you don't know what we do, so each week, Savannah and I, we will choose an album, either completely at random, just whatever the hell we want to listen to. It doesn't really matter at that point. Maybe the album's celebrating an anniversary. Like, today's album is almost celebrating an anniversary. I think it's already passed, or it's coming. I can't remember. Oh, yeah? I think it's already passed. Regardless, close enough, it could be an anniversary album, or... Or it could be a request, which definitely is today's album, by the way. Yes, today is a request album. We do those, and this is the first one of season three, so that's exciting. Regardless, we do choose an album, we discuss the songs at length, we rank the songs, and then we rate the record. I wasn't risking you saying it too fast, so I wasn't even going to say <laughs> I was about to call you out for not even trying. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. I am too smart for you. I'm going to keep you on your heels every single week, then. Every week, rather, rather, I'll be like, what the hell? I'll, I'll literally start that entire like thing there like oh if you don't know what we do here rate the record and so each week Savannah and I will just beat you to it at every single point god damn it but yes today we do have a request for episode 49 it is for Faith No More's 1992 album Angel Dust which should be pretty exciting and for those of us who listened to the podcast last week and knew about the little uh, you know clue I gave to this week's episode Yes, this is Mike Patton's fourth appearance in 49 episodes. Can you say fangirl and boy really loud, could you? <laughs> Although we didn't choose, actually, the last two Mike Patton projects, including this one, was not chosen by us. They were this both requests. True. But just, yes, he's, God, that's some sort of record now that he's just here four times. Eventually, we're going to have to actually have him on the show. He'll never do it, but, like, we could always yeah. ask. Uh, Savannah, do you have any questions? No, this is good. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And this album was requested by someone who actually requested an album last season. Generally with requests, we'll do like one a season for you. So if you've requested one like in season two, you're you're more than welcome to do it in season three. The form's been reset. So JP, who actually requested uh, Ethereon for us, uh, Secret of the Runes, has requested Faith No More's Angel Dust. He actually made another request. But I had to turn it down for a specific reason, which will be very clear, like in the next few weeks, let's say, wink, nudge. But that's all I got to say about that, because now we got to talk about Faith No More a little bit and yes. the album Angel Dust. So allow me to get it started. So Faith No More, it's, it's, I just got to say, it's nice to not talk about just Mike Patton. I can actually talk about a band. <laughs> and actually, this description has little to do with Mike Patton, but obviously he's in there because he has to be. Faith No More is an alternative metal band from San Francisco, California. They formed in 1979, which I did not know it had been that long. They formed under the name Sharp Young Men and then Faith No Man, then finally settling on Faith No More in 1983. The band consists of two original members, bassist Bill Gold and drummer Mike Borden. The band also consists of keyboardist Roddy, uh, Roddy Bottom, guitarist John Hudson, and of course vocalist Mike Patton. Although the lineup has changed several times through the four decades they've been around, including a very brief one-year stint with Courtney Love in 1983. 
like yeah that's before obviously she was like a nobody yeah. at that point but still like yeah she was one year but no official releases with Courtney Love but she was replaced by vocalist Chuck Mosley uh, and that's when Faith No More actually had their first release they settled on a name right. and the first release was actually a self-titled cassette that uh was recorded in 1983. Side A was just a live performance, and Side B was a 20-minute instrumental. Wow, how prog wow. rock. <laughs> oh, my Lord. That's cool. I wonder if they probably weren't prog rock back then, but even so, like 20-minute instrumental. Come on now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, are you, what, what are you, King Crimson? <laughs> and the band would go on to sign to indie label Mortem Record, uh, Records in 1985, where they were able to receive financial support for the very finish their de- debut album "We Care a Lot." In 1986, they would go on to sign with Slash Records, where they released their second album, "Introduce Yourself." And singer Chuck Mosley uh, caused quite a bit of tension within the band, especially during the 1988 tour, where he would get into fistfights with other band members and fall asleep during rehearsals. He was just not a happy camper. For it didn't really specify why. And I think this is going to be one of those re- things where it's like one side says this, the other side says yeah. this. So I don't know. I didn't really add any of that. Regardless, he was replaced by Mike Patton in 1988. And after Patton joined the band, they would release their very first huge hit, no pun intended, epic. It was an epic <laughs> in January 1990. Of course, we all know what that song is, too. Oh yeah. But now we move on to Angel Dust, the band's fourth studio album that was released in June 1992. So, yeah, we passed the anniversary of that one, but still 30 years old. Hey, happy birthday. Yay. Dang, dang, dang. It was recorded at Coast, uh, Coast Recorders and Brilliant Studios in San Francisco, California. The album was released through both Slash and Reprise Records. The album was produced by Matt Wallace, who's worked with many other bands. I didn't write them down, though, but like he's a well-known producer and the band themselves also produced. The album did well across the board, receiving 4.5 out of 5 stars by All Music, 4 out of 5 by Q, Record Collector, and Rolling Stone, and Select gave it 5 out of 5. The album made it onto several best album lists, including number 1 in Germany and the UK. It peaked at number 10 on the Billboard 200 in the US and number 2 on the UK charts. The album has gone gold in both the US and the UK, and five singles came from this project. Midlife Crisis, Land of Sunshine, A Small Victory, Everything's Ruined, and the track Easy, which would appear later on re-releases. Cool. And with that said, too, I know that um, the album's slated with 14 songs. We only did 13 because we didn't do Easy. And the only reason why we're not is because it was a re-release of the album. So the original 13 songs is what we're doing instead of Easy, although we very well could have done it. But whatever, it saved us an extra few minutes and under an hour for this album because this is a long one. <laughs> oh, it is. There, there were some songs that seemed longer than others, but as a whole, it actually didn't feel that long to me, which surprising yeah considering it's i think it topped out at like 58 minutes some odd seconds yeah. so like it felt yeah. long in like last week we did tragic kingdom which was like around the same time and it actually did feel long. <laughs> it did it did dang all right well it's i guess it's about time that we start discussing the album then since we're at that point so let's get into it so the first single first song song number one land of sunshine okay um I just want to point out that I love how the bass and vocal melody go up and down. Like when it's kind of like being on a roller coaster when uh, he's saying, I don't really know the the lyrics. So I mean, forgive me if I get them like wrong, but he says like something and rejoice and up and down. And, and I love that. Oh, it's just like swinging your voice. You're not singing up to it. You're just jumping to it. And I don't hear that often. I think that was very pleasing to hear especially in the first intro song 
kind of on that too um like i maybe it's within some something of the same part that you're talking about like i found the course very interesting because like there's a lot of chaos going on because you have like these cascading synths going kind of thing <laughs> yeah and like then you have the background laughing and everything so there's like, a lot of chaos going on but yeah i don't really remember the the vocals too much in the verse so maybe you're talking about that instead i don't know uh i'm not sure uh i know that i've listened to this and this album in its entirety couple years ago um didn't really re- retain most of the songs so uh hopefully if you're listening to this you know exactly what i'm talking about but speaking of the keys i like how they fill the blank spaces and it makes it like moderately menacing because there's just no there's no holes in it you know yeah but i i think my biggest issue was that like the strings are like really highly mixed in this album usually with the strings it's better if they're kind of like a little lower because you can still hear them still like experience them but these ones felt like very front facing so it's not that it was distracting but at the same time it was just kind of like could have been mixed a little better i guess i don't know i get that other than that like the intro and verse were super cool like i do like the use of like the tom drums uh, it happens quite a few times in this album, but I just really like it when it does happen. Uh, the bass has time to shop on, uh, shine on top of like this like chugging guitar that the entire thing and the synth strings as well. So like everything kind of gets its own little spotlight in this track. So I thought that was interesting enough. Yeah, yeah. I I like the spoken vocals. Um, sort of in the I can't recall if it's in the background or if it's in the foreground, but either way, enough to note that it adds a layer to it that I really like. So. I, I think that kind of adds to that menacing feeling when you have when you're singing, but then you have like something underneath where it's talking and it feels like someone's over your shoulder talking to you and it's ugh, ugh, it's creepy, but like I want to listen to it more to see where this goes. It's very much like a I guess a Mike Patton thing bringing that over from Bungle because like yeah, yeah he he obviously came from Mr. Bungle. They they found him in like a they they found like a Mr. Bungle demo and there's like hey we like this guy let's have him in our band. Yeah. You heard that demo like if I think the Raging Wrath of the Easter Bunny or whatever it was called just that's a very chaotic death metal demo. So I'm surprised they wanted him. But regardless, that's how it ended up. I, I did read about this album and it said that uh, he played more of a part in writing this album because it was the first one where he was really like in the band to write the songs. So I can definitely see sort of a slight departure from the album before it, which I've and, heard a million times already. And among one of the first sentences you can read about this album is like, this is one of the first like more experimental albums by yeah. Faith No More. So you can really tell where he... Uh, Get, went ahead and brought in his penmanship definitely <laughs> but overall i mean the song's fun enough it loops back on itself but it's still a decent starter i, d- I didn't dislike the song by any means i agree cool cool Alrighty then so we're gonna move on uh, i would make a joke about caffeine but this is actually empty now i just finished it a few minutes ago song number two caffeine i finished mine before i got here can you tell my eyes are so wide i'm still tired because i take caffeine <sighs> naps yeah, uh, I I try to, but it doesn't really work. Um, I like the guitar effects, like scraping the scr- strings and sort of trailing off. It makes it seem like less formulaic and more of like a loose sort of song built from feeling when you have guitar that's sort of, I don't know, I guess lack of better term, noodling. I feel yeah, like you've like used that, that term before. <laughs> oh, oh, definitely. And it's still a terrible term, but yeah. I feel like the song kind of felt like an extension of the last one a little bit. Like, obviously, it's different enough that you can kind of yeah. tell it's its own thing. But just the way the last, like the first song ended and this one begins kind of just, 
it feels like they meld a little bit. I don't know. That's just me. But I do like this that the song has like a three four rhythm to it as well, so it makes it stand out that way too. It's already given like the album this kind of like something of like a new flavor. So I don't know. I enjoy that kind of stuff about it. I I wrote that note. I think this isn't a different time signature. Maybe three four, but I wasn't counting it out this time. So I'm glad. I'm glad that I caught on to that. It's it's easy because if it, if it feels like a waltz, I'm like okay. I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, essentially. So. Like, even if it's like, because Walters are like, dah, 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 but like, I mean, obviously three, four is the same thing, but it's just kind of done in a different rhythm, but still yeah. it's essentially the same thing. It's all good. Yeah. It's, it's easy to hear, which is nice. Um, I found this one. Hold on. This one is the one I found. The are you on the right song? That? I, I, I'm on the right song today. It's just, <laughs> I, I don't think I can master the English language. So we're just going to move, move past from that one. Sweet. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I haven't wrote anything coherent, so I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and say, I like this song. Uh, again, the spoken vocals this time remind me, it reminds me of someone else and I can't place my finger on it. But I know one time listening to this, it's just going to pop in my head years from now. So um, if uh, if anyone has any ideas, let me know, because I clearly <laughs> empty brain. I know it's a little past the point, but when you said you couldn't comprehend the English language and then you said Roten. Did I say Roten? Yeah, you had you don't have anything else Roten. <laughs> Roten, written, Roten. That's OK. It's the hole in my lip. It just it ruins everything. It's like your your invisible lisp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there are quieter portions of this track that I really like too. That they kind of come in, they're led by like bass and rim shots. I kind of really like that. It's a nice cool down point, even if very brief. Yeah. So it's still something to enjoy though. And I think the second half of the song is great. I mean, because you have like the quiet moments and then these like cool metal breaks kind of like like thrown in there as well. It's enough going on to keep me interested. So I actually like this one a lot more than the first one, despite the fact I said it kind of feels like it melded in from first to last. Yeah. I don't know. It, I, I enjoyed the song. I think it's great. This one is one of the ones where I'd have to listen to it a couple of times to really enjoy it. First couple of times I was like, eh, I'm listening to it passively, whatever. But as I'm playing it over and over, it's like you kind of pick and choose the little things that catch your attention. And every time you listen to it, it's something different. So I like that. And before we move on, I'm just obviously doing the X's and everything and the question marks and check marks on my list. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to be a little more careful about it now because obviously, you know, what are we, like three weeks in a row now of like zeros? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm trying to be like really like receptive to like what you're saying and just like, does it match my feelings? But but it won't change our lists. So really, we're no, just terrible could, before we even start. This. Even if we got like a zero out of... 13 but like and i had 13 x's at least i knew like going into it that they wouldn't match yeah yeah do you you want to go out on a a limb and guess what my number one is is it number three midlife crisis it is (laughs) it it might be there there's you go there's your transition but yes number three uh probably the more well-known uh track from this album midlife crisis uh very straightforward like quarter note going on like right in the beginning for a long while too i mean i guess it's easier to catch on to that way hence why it's a big single like there's nothing too complicated going on yeah but i don't know i guess that kind of like dent 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 like that staccato pace really helps it i guess i i do like the intro because even if you're playing it at a concert and you've never listened to faith no more before but you've heard this song as soon as the drums start you're like i know this song so it definitely has that like I guess, uh, assumed familiarity to it. Um, 
yeah, they've always had my attention from the first time I've heard the song. Uh, I've listened to this song. I'm going to go ahead and say like 150 times (laughs) so far. It's the only one on the album that like I'll listen to over and over. Um, But yeah, I, I like it. I do want to, I don't want to do a lyrical breakdown, but I do just want to, to bring something up. Um, may I quote, go on and wring my neck like when a rag gets wet and my head is like lettuce, go on, dig your thumbs in. I don't think I'm ever going to understand what the hell any of these songs are about, um, but it does paint some lyrical pictures in my head, visual pictures in my head, which is, uh, which is wild. Patton and like even when he's in Bungle, like uh, with some of the other writers in that band too, like they'll tend to write in a very dark <laughs> But sometimes comedic way. Yeah. And like I actually do mention, uh, actually in the next song we will get there, but like I do mention something about the lyrics too in that one just because I, I was like, okay, I, I need to know what the hell's going on here because it's spoken word more or less. So Yeah. But Midlife Crisis, we'll start with this one, obviously. I mean, we're not, we've already started with it. Um, I never realized how much the synth did for this this track overall just to yeah. give it a better flow because realistically there's not a whole lot going on with the bass and guitar in this one mm-hmm. and also overall maybe a blanket statement maybe people are going to battle me about this particular uh point that i have but i feel like the guitar doesn't do a lot in this album like it has moments of solo and it has its own stand-up moments but like i don't even just thinking of the song epic like the guitar did more in that song than yeah. it did on most of this album so i'm just yes. wondering like what was the change up here? Did Mike say, Hey, that's enough of your wankery over here. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. He's like, no, let's do something different. Adds like weird accordion sound at the end of the album. Mm. (laughs) Oh, just yawns and then just pulls down the guitar. Oh, sorry. Did I knock the coffee over on the console? Bobby. Well, I mean, we don't have time to re-record it. Mike, they gave (laughs) us like a million dollars. We don't have time to re-record it. No, 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 no. Gotta go. Gotta go. Sorry. Um, the only other comment I have about the song, too, it, it's actually two, and it's about the bass. First yeah. off, true 80s bass in this track. <laughs> For the most part, just one choppy staccato quarter note to write on. Dun, 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 dun. But speaking of that bass, though, like the occasional super chunky distorted bass tone that comes in, I think is super great. I like At least it's something else, and I do like the distortion tone. I think that's great. I love me- messy, crunchy distortion. I'm all, always here for it. Mm-hmm. And there's also like uh, the occasional clean fill that comes in, too, which is nice. So I'm just wondering why like they decided to do like the straightforward bass for most of the song and only give you like the occasional hint of something else mm-hmm. i mean obviously it works for what it is you don't hear anyone complaining because the song has done so well but yeah. i don't know sitting here and actually taking these notes i was thinking about that i'm just like hey, that's kind of weird i i never noticed but i did mention that uh i did like the guitar in the back with the keys and it's just sort of the bass pulsing with the drums. So like I, I noticed it enough, but didn't really notice the, uh, the lack of any sort of embellishments or fanciness. Um, But what I did notice is I really like the aggressive sounding verses against the cleaner chorus. I like that sort of uh, sort of back and forth. I, I I don't know if I got that only because like I don't know the courses in the verses kind of just bled together for me not necessarily in a bad yeah. way but yeah, just yeah. like there wasn't too much to differentiate like you knew when he started like kind of wailing a little more that he was likely in the chorus but I mean yeah other than that like if I was just like blindly listening in the background I couldn't tell you one from the other yeah. oh I've heard worse songs I've heard worse songs on this show so when when something uh, we've, we've gone through a lot of songs. <laughs> 
I've went through her eyes. There you go. There's my throwback. Well, well, on that note, let's move on. Supposing so, song number four, the one I was just mentioning earlier, RV. So I don't know if you want to go first with this one because, like, I do have a note about the uh, spoken word stuff, but we'll get there in a second. Um, these deep vocals are great. And I love them. They're very breathy. They're What's very that about cr- Mike Patton's low voice that you like? Oh my God. They're very <laughs> crooner-like. Um, but there's something a little off-putting and less sexy to hear the words, I sweat a lot and my feet itch. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, okay. And this is all within like the first two vo- two verse lines. So I'm like, all right, that's fine. But uh, the surfy sounding guitar really brought it up from there. So. With this song, it was weird for me because um, this is one of those songs where the lines between Faith No More and Mr. Bungle really start to blur. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is definitely like, I don't think they would have written this on their own without him, but yet here it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the instrumentals are like a really strange touch. It's like a very carnival-like sound on Patton's like yes. really darker lyrics because like this protagonist quite literally kills himself in the song. He's a he's a swinging guy. Throw the you throw the uh, oh god, what was the lyrics again? I didn't, I didn't write it down. He's a swinging guy. You throw the the uh, the belt over the shower curtain and swing away. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So yeah, because I mean the whole song sounds like just this really miserable uh, protagonist just kind of telling you about his life and then he eventually kills himself. And the very last line of the song is like, "I'll, I'll tell my kids what I told my daddy told me. You'll never amount to nothing." Yeah. Like oh okay, how encouraging. Thanks, Dad. <laughs> yeah, and you're just like, uh, I feel uncomfortable. And then the next song starts, and you're like, I'm still uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, the, the feelings don't go away that fast, Dad. Yeah, oh my God. But yeah. it, I, I, again, as I was mentioning earlier, though, it's more of that like dark comedy route because, you, again, you have this like carnival like music. Yeah. Uh, like, kind of. And then like these really dark lyrics on top of it. So it's just that thing that. Patton does in his writing, you can just tell. And I mean, there you go. It's very prominent in this track. Yeah, this uh, it, it doesn't really lead its or like lend itself too much to sort of making up your own story. You're really just listening to somebody recite their own. And sometimes that mental break is nice, especially when it's not done in a way where it paints every single brush stroke of that story. Yeah. It's sort of it's there, but it's loosely there. Because yeah. I didn't, I didn't get what you got only because I wasn't really piecing it together. Oh, I actually, I ended up going to read the lyrics because oh, I was just like, okay, okay. yeah, I mean, uh, like, is this song about like a, a miserable carnival guy? But it's not a carnival guy. It's just like a regular, yeah. gross, miserable dude. <laughs> With itchy feet and sweaty pits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Other than that, there's like, there's not a whole lot to go on in this song at all. It just loops back on itself a whole lot. It's just this guy talking about how miserable this shit is. Yeah. And again, it's just like you have that waltzy thing that tries to keep it going from going too dark. So mixed feelings about it overall quite literally understood all right cool so we'll move on then to track number five smaller and smaller you first please supposing so um so in the beginning i do love when like the bass and piano kind of do the same little fill every couple of bars i like how that matches it gives the sound a great texture so you've already kind of got me hooked from that i think that sounds great yeah, I that was my very first note. Um, I really like the layers. It sounds like they kind of have like wind in it. I don't know if that's something else, but 
I like that. The keys, the screaming, the spoken words in the back that sound like a phone call. It really paints this abstract picture in my head. Unlike the last track, this one is just completely made up on my own. And it's just, I don't know, it's sometimes when I'm listening to songs and they kind of give me that sort of visual, it's more enjoyable because I feel like I'm getting like that whole experience, like watching a movie kind of thing. So I like that. And uh, it again, this one feels a little mysterious and like eerie somehow. Maybe it is the screaming, the wind and the, the phone quote phone call type thing. But uh, yeah. yeah. halloween I, I guess I kind of got some of that like out of it. But overall, I, I guess I was just like, I'm not super familiar with the songs. Obviously, I only listened to it, like a couple times because like I've been uh, preoccupied this past week. Let's just say that much. So yeah. I tried to take in as much of the songs I could and. Yeah, maybe I guess I wasn't getting as many of the visuals that I probably could have. Yeah, um, I do a lot of drugs too. So <laughs> fair, no one's judging you, and if you are just, judging, get the hell off this channel. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just kidding. Well, you're, you're just saying that to save face now, but it's okay. We know. So, so I mean, the course though, I thought it was really good with uh, patents like yelling, and then you have these like choir like synths behind them and everything like that. Yeah. Just fills everything out really well. It feels very grandiose. I like using that word, so I'll try to find yeah. every excuse to use it. Yeah. But one day I'll overuse it, and everyone will hate me for it. Um, <laughs> My use of grandiose is grandiose. Exactly. Um, so there's also a middle section too, where like the beat gets kind of shuffled and everything like that. I thought that was cool. It transitioned kind of quickly, but really well. So, I mean, they're still smart with their composition right now, which is something I really appreciate. I do like the, the slower pacing of the song overall though. Cause like, I, I mean, not that every song is like super thrash or fast in this album, but like, I do like songs at this particular pace. It's still heavy enough. Like it still manages to feel heavy without being too much. So I don't know, slower pace, heavier song but not too heavy. So I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this, but the idea is I liked it. I I agree with the, the sort of slow pacing. Um, I like the slow build to the solo and with the solo, it wasn't like a, Hey, look what I can do. It's a, Hey, look how little I can do while still being effective. And I like that. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm surprised that uh, one note that you didn't make about the song just before we move on to the next one was the repetition at the end, because usually you're not too fond of that, but smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. Uh, <laughs> I feel like it wasn't grading the first time, so it was OK the second, third and fourth. So I, I, I feel like maybe it's the the particular, you know, pitch they're singing at that when I hear it over and over, it just feels like forks in my ears. But this one, I don't know. It, it, I was actually imagining like a honey, I shrunk the kids situation where it gets smaller and smaller and smaller. And like, I guess you really have to announce it as it's happening. So I let it go. <laughs> yeah, that movie is, I haven't seen the whole thing to be 100% honest, but I do know mm -hmm. that in the original script, one of the kids was supposed to die. <laughs> oh, I don't doubt that at all. Fun fact of the day. Yeah, Rick Moranis was almost in a movie where his son died. A comedy yeah. f family movie where his son dies. Great. Where the comically large foot squishes him. Is or does the comically large ant just tears him in half? <laughs> Takes him away. <laughs> Shakes him apart like a dog. Exactly. Yeah. All righty then. Uh, we'll move on to song number six. Everything is ruined. Ah, oh my God. How drastic. Um, my, my first line just verbatim is the bass and drums. Do I even need to mention those anymore? It literally sounds like someone completely different in comparison to the last track. 
Yeah, yeah, it does. Like, like, I'll just go back to the uh, the drums and the and the bass though, because like even on top of that, the piano is also a good addition to that as mm-hmm. well. Um, but yeah, like a, a good slap bass, good use of the tom drums. Like, I always like when a band can make good use of tom drums. I mentioned that before in a previous episode. I don't know. I don't know which one, yeah. but I mean, God, start using them more. They're there on yeah. your drum set. Use them. Yeah. Because it doesn't just have to be snare hi-hat all the time. Come on now. To get creative. Come on, Travis Barker, get creative. <laughs> oh, great. He only needs a five-piece kit. Thank you. Come on, Meg White. <laughs> oh, my God. She, Although she uses, she's, hey, she's to be fair, three. she uses a floor tom. So, that, to be fair. Fair. Uh, but, yeah, like this one had like a good funky groove to it, too. It's heavy, but still funky. So, I like that. Um, This song was stuck in my head for a good chunk of the remainder of me writing this review. Um, it was replaced by a song farther ahead in the uh, the show. And that song is consistently in my head. But for this one, uh, I don't know what it is about this one that I like. Um, the more that I listened to it, the harder it was to sort of discern. But I feel like it just sort of like scratched that part in the back of my head that I'm just like, I need to keep listening to this. I like, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, the way he sings everything's ruined and just crams the words in to fit the syllable arrangement but uh something about it just gets me yeah that hook at the end like where he keeps saying everything is ruined like i, I thought that was super catchy everything sounded great in that yeah. part so yeah I, I can see where you're coming from with that at the very least and i mean like another uh, I, I i swear to god i don't want to use the word grandiose i'm so sorry <laughs> It's a very big feeling course. There you go. I need an encyclopedia. Yeah. <laughs> or a, a source or something. I don't thesaurus. know. Yep. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. I do like the course. Oh, it sounds great. It's very big, especially vocally. I mean, because like, you know, you have these like higher notes that he's singing, then they're like the lower harmonies. And it's like, it's really more attention grabbing that way. So like, I was enjoying listening to that as it was happening. Yeah. And like the song gives you like some different but similar compositions. It, like, I don't know it feels different in the way it's composed, but yet it feels similar to other tracks. It's, it's hard to explain that. I, when I wrote that, it made sense. Yeah. That's it's, it's hard to put in the words. I, there's something about it. That's like, I can't put my finger on it, but it's enjoyable. But I will say everything transitioned like really well into one another. So like the song, like in a composition flow wise was great. Like, I think it worked very well, but yeah, it's, it's hard to really kind of get the proper word out <laughs> of what I want to say about the song. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad I'm not yeah, alone yeah. on that. Yeah. Oh, hell no. I, I'm, I'm glad that I'm not the only one. It's just mushmouth. So. Well, I'm the one stumbling saying, oh, I don't know. <laughs> grandiose. <laughs> that's, that's all you have to do. Just save yourself grandiose. They're like, oh, good. He's still coherent. Now it's a, it's a grand grandiose big. Now I got to say like large or something. I'm going to need more words here. Colossal. Gigantinormous. I can start making up words. Yeah, I can absolutely do that. <laughs> So, all right, so song number seven, Malpractice. Um, I don't know if it's just me, but I find this song similar to Smaller and Smaller, wherein it kind of feels like eerie and less like verse, chorus, verse format. It's like little parts that create the song and it just sort of flows into each each little part. And I find that very interesting. I do think this song would have been a killer first track for this album. 
Yeah, I guess it would have got kicked off pretty well. Although I do, I do like the first track though, and the way that kind of started everything off too, because it wasn't like too heavy. This one's heavier, and I'm yeah. not, I'm not saying that song is too heavy, but just like I don't know, the first one I think kind of gave you enough heaviness to get started with at the very least. Um, I do. Speaking of being heavy though, I do like the the heavier beginning of this song. I thought it was great and it had a great pacing to it. Yeah. And I do like a, the change up that the song has into like its slower paced stuff too. That kind of comes throughout the songs. It still manages to keep a good energy to it, so you're not really losing out on a whole lot. Yeah. So I mean, at least it kept me kind of on the same feeling as it went. I really like the bells that kind of lighten the screaming, and they're like a breath of fresh air. Uh, they're a great come down uh, halfway through the track, so it is that sort of slow down, and then it goes back up again. Um, it puts me through this like, okay, indecipherable wave of emotion is oh. what I wrote down. So it's just, it's, I, again, I don't know what it is that I like about it. I don't know if it's my brain has, hasn't heard anything like it or just really likes what it sounds like, but, uh, I was down for it and I was super digging it. Yeah, because it's uh, when you say bells, you're talking about like the middle portion of the song yeah. by chance. Yeah, because like yeah, like two, it, two and a half minutes in. Yeah, because like I did know that the gentle middle took me by surprise. Yeah, I like I that. didn't really expect it, but I do like what it did overall, though. So there, at least it has that going for it. Like you have this like looping chug kind of sound and like this feedback of a guitar, gentle vocal harmony. So there's like a little touch of everything going on in there. It's nice, brief settling moment, but then it picks like right back up to the heavy stuff. So it doesn't really give you time to like settle down at all. Oh, hell no. But I, I do I do like that about it. I actually found a lot that I liked about this song. Uh, the the weird transition to the soft part didn't bother me all that much. So yeah, like, I don't know. There's another one that was like, hey, you know what? This one's not so bad. Yeah, yeah. I, Did I, I not agree. say that this one was a, a, a single as well? I don't think so. Scrolling up real quick. I don't believe so. Oh, yeah, this one was not. Okay, never mind. Although I can't see this one being a single. <laughs> not the way it is. I don't know. Maybe yeah. so. I don't know. I've, I've heard some weirder singles on this show before. It's like, how's this one a single? Yeah, or ones that should be. And you're like, how was this not? That makes no sense. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think we can move on then to song number eight, Kindergarten. Um, I do like the rhythm and like the groove and overall sound of this song. Uh but the only thing is it didn't catch me nearly as much as the other ones. Like, so I like how everything was, but just, I don't know, this one was starting to fall a bit flat for me. So, yeah. All right. So we're going to flip the coin to the other side. Um, As I said, I've listened to this album a couple years ago, a couple times through and didn't really, I guess, take in what I was listening to. But every time I listened to the album, this is the song that caught my attention and pulled me out of the passive listening. So we, we had to reach one where we didn't say the same thing. And watch the rest of them from here. It's just going to be like complete, <laughs> like polar opposite. Like, I liked it. I hated it. Well, I hate you then anyway. Yeah, yeah. We're <laughs> done here. Yeah. I uh, The chorus is memorable and it helps me remember what song we're talking about because he does say the title in the song or in the chorus. So that's helpful. <laughs> the vocals are pretty much like you, you, you can hear what he's saying until you get to the middle part though, because like there's a steady jam going on. Then you have like his megaphone lyrics. Yeah. He, he always has like a thing to do that. in like every album always has like some sort of megaphone or just like kind of like weird staticky microphone effect and everything like that. Yeah. 
Uh, I got some weird imagery from this song while I was listening to it, probably because like I was also in the middle of like doing some actual like, you know, my, my real life work while yeah. I was also writing reviews. So uh, I was listening to the song a couple times and I got the imagery of like, you know, the bands on stage kind of like doing their own little jam thing. And then Mike Patton, for some reason, glides by on a paraglider over the crowd with like one of those megaphones with the, the extended mics. Yeah. And he's like yelling the lyrics through the megaphone. <laughs> I don't know. I got that. I'm tired I, today. I, I like how he's not on stage with them. He's flying over top. But yeah, there's like everyone, they're jamming. just like, where's Mike? And then you see him jump off the rafters and then the paraglider just kind of goes over the crowd. <laughs> I don't know what the hell I'm thinking. <laughs> Someone's been touching my drugs, I see. Supposing so. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Like, even not catching me all that much, like, the song, as I said before, the song didn't really do it. It's still a decent track. Like, I'm not going to, like, shit too much on it. I'd gladly listen to it again, just not voluntary. Okay. Um, I disagree. Um, I could listen to this one a million times, and probably by now I feel like I have. Um, just speaking of the megaphone, I... It has to be my favorite thing. It just adds a texture that really works. There's a song coming up where I think he uses something else that just, there's just, there's something that I don't hear often. And when I do, I latch onto it. And all I want to do is listen to that. So it's awesome. I've just been listening to God Hates a Coward by Tom Tomahawk forever. And it's got the same sort of vocals. I love it. Did you ever watch the live version of that on YouTube? When oh, he, he did on I the did. Roland show? Yeah, yeah. And then he had his gas mask uh, microphone. That's how he did that part. Yeah. And then just watch it because he has to do like that and the clean. So it's just like pulling it off. Whips and... off his face. He's doing the sense <laughs> and like everything like that. So he's just going. Oh my like, God. I mean, but that's just him. Like that's like an extension yeah. of his body. So I don't even think that phases him. He doesn't even think about it. Like he, he could whip the, the mask off his face, like cut open a nostril, like just slice it. Wouldn't even notice because just like, oh shit. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I uh, I do have just one more point about this one. Um, to me, it sounded like they wrote this for the last album, but it didn't make the cut. Like the last Faith and More album? Yeah, the real thing. It, okay, I, to be honest, I hadn't heard it, so I, I don't know. Oh, okay. I've yeah, heard, uh, I mean, I've heard Epic, and I think I've heard like another couple of tracks off of it, but I've never heard the whole thing. Yeah, dang. Yeah, I've listened to that one a lot. I look forward to doing that one, so if someone could request it, it'd be sweet. Um, now, we'll, we'll have five, to wait, though. We'll have to wait. Five time, five time, five time. <laughs> yeah, Patton comes back yet again. <laughs> I swear to God, one day, like, if we keep doing Patton albums, because, and also he's done a billion projects, so it's like throwing yeah. a dart at something and just like, it's all Mike Patton, then there's like one other band on there. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's what the show's going to turn into, I think. And if we got if we want him on the show, we have to be aggressive. Song number nine, be aggressive. We shouldn't have to be that aggressive. Um, maybe yeah, he'll be down I, for it. I don't know. I like that segue. I approve. I approve of that one. We have to aggressively email him to the point where he gets a restraining order against us. Oh, boo, boo earns something like that. Uh, this song was weird in the beginning. Immediately felt like an Adams Family jam. <laughs> Like, it feels like this could be the end credits of, like, the Addams Family movie. Do you, have you seen the Addams Family movie? Oh, maybe as a kid, but I haven't as an adult. Oh, fuck. It's one of my favorites. And so, like, I'm very yeah. familiar with it. And just, like, the weird rapping kind of, like, song in the in the uh, the outro. Like, I mean, the, the ending credits of that movie is very cringy and I hate it. But, yeah. but I feel like this song could have been, like, in the end credits of the Addams Family. It just feels kind of cringy. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, do you really like this one then? Huh? I do. I do like the song. Um, <laughs> because I'm just thinking of the audio listeners who just went through about five or six seconds of silence where you just looked around the room. Oh, that's that. That's fine. They're tapping their. Uh, they're what what is it they look at the screens, what the fuck? yeah what is she doing Did it pause? um i uh the spooky organ and the the bass leading into the cheerleader cheer chorus was great i even liked the chorus um i felt that the chorus was kind of like singing aretha franklin's respect where you know how to spell the damn word but when you're singing the song you're like i have no idea how to spell anything yeah, because I'm listening to it and I'm trying to follow along, like sing to it. I'm like, I can't spell aggressive. Apparently, it also reminds me a lot of um, the song Giant by Matthew Goodband, because like right in the beginning of the song, you have cheerleaders saying uh, K-I-C-K-A-S-S. That's the way you spell success. Yeah. But just like the, the way I first heard it, like you can't hear the letters individually too well. So I thought <laughs> K-I-C-K-A-S-S. I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? would? Hmm? That's how it was the very first song I heard, the, or very first time I heard this song. It wasn't until maybe the fourth list, and I was like, oh, that's what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and actually, on that note, too, there, uh, there's a note that I wrote, too, that this song uh, must have been some sort of inspiration for the song Mob Scene by Marilyn Manson, because I do remember that song. Yes! Uh, because yes. it's the, the exact same chorus, just be obscene, yes. be be obscene, rather than spell yeah. be aggressive. It's it's done the same style, the same yeah. rhythm, everything. I, I sure, I certainly hope he asked for permission because that's too dead on yeah. to like just claim as your own. Oh, fair use. It's like I don't know about that. Yeah, yeah it's a vanilla, it's a vanilla ice sort of situation, isn't it? It's like off oh, yeah, by queen it's off by enough that you're like okay but it's not enough that you're like okay <laughs> i just remember that interview with vanilla ice like their song is like dun, 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 and mine's dun, 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 dun. i'm just like you fucking shut up yeah 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 now he flips home on hgtv and marilyn manson's a pig somewhere <laughs> um yeah. the only other note i have about this because like it's not a very long song it's like just over three and a half minutes so it's like typical range uh yeah. the mix uh seemed really quiet on the guitar during the verses even in my headphones like i don't know like i wonder if it was yeah. intentional because it seemed very buried mm-hmm. and for for an album where the guitar hasn't really stood out at all it feels weird to just suddenly push it way back though see this is when the coffee spilt on the on the console you got, you got nothing. Yeah, I'm right. Um, I'm pretty sure this is all like slander at this point. <laughs> I, I, I heard some guitar noodling in the back. Um, it didn't take anything away from the song, but I also didn't specify if I heard it during the chorus or the, the verse. Um, it's. But, I think it's definitely the verse because like that's because yeah. the chorus was like literally just led by those cheerleaders. Yeah, and the floor toms. I was down for that. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I like that a lot. So, it's and it's funny because my very last note just says, "I wonder if we'll agree on this one." I didn't think we were going to because I heard this going. He's gonna hate this. Uh, I do have an X next to it. I won't tell you where it is on the <laughs> list, but I'll tell you that I, there's an X next to it. Yeah, that's funny. Just making sure I have everything in order here. Just. Yeah, I think I'm getting better at the check mark thing. Uh, check, I, check mark meaning just like I use it as a general term as like you know the three yeah. things I could give it. Yeah, just, just check mark comes to head first. I have, don't well, think I've given us a single check mark in a while, so I don't know. Well, when when you get them right, does it feel like a small victory? It certainly does. <laughs> I 
knew I'd get mine in somewhere. And actually, what's funny is as soon as you spoke, I was like, is she transitioning? And you <laughs> did. So I knew it was happening, but it's fine. It fits. It works. Yes. Song number 10, A Small Victory. Um, this one was strange when I was listening to it. The best way to describe it is like it's a metal track that also feels very uplifting. Mm-hmm. Just, I don't know. Because like the guitar and the drums are very metal. But then you have like the keys and the vocals that feel like a very bright, sunny day. So I don't know, like it kind of gives you those two feelings, but it felt good combined. And with metal, that doesn't often happen. So take it as you get it. And did anyone else want to sing Take My Breath Away with the first opening notes? First few opening notes? Not me. (laughs) Ah, when I heard it, it's just I think it's the tempo and then just the whatever. It sounds like Take My Breath Away from Berlin. If anything, the only thing that the song reminded me of, like when again feeling like metal but also very like bright sunny uh i don't know if you've ever heard the song kingdom by devin townsend project Mm, i've heard of the guy never heard the song it's unbelievably epic it's a fucking 10 out of 10 song if we ever did that album 10 out of 10 probably number one on the list but i mean like (laughs) it, it it's super metal but it's also the brightest damn thing you've ever heard. It's like a brilliant yeah. beam of light that just suddenly just blinds your ass. Ooh, I like <laughs> stuff like that. Oh, it, it's such a fucking good song. It's a great album too, really. I'm yeah. surprised we have not done one of his, but we will one day, probably. Interesting. But for now, more faith, no more. My my second note, which uh, you confirmed at the beginning, this feels like a single. It is very digestible. Like like you had been saying, it's metally and nice and bright and uh we're already at track 10 and i don't hate anything so far which is pleasing to me yeah nothing really pissed me off too much or anything like that (laughs) i I mean like i think the only at least so far i can say that like rv is not the bottom song on the list the spoiler it's not the bottom song but at the same time just i didn't feel too much for it because again i said like it didn't give me a whole lot but at the same time i don't hate it so yeah this is we seem to be on a good roll so far with this album of like even if we're not high on the songs, they're not bad. Yeah, yeah, not at all. They're they're not skippable. And this one for me is definitely not skippable. Um, some of the vocal embellishments were a little much. Um, they were a little too constant for me, like the hey, or like the hey and the yup and all that. It's like yep, yep, here, yep, yeah, yep. <laughs> like if if we heard it, you know, four out of four out of four bars over here, like near the end, it would have been nice to not hear it. Or maybe in this run, it only happened half the time, but I don't know. I'm again, not a professional musician, uh, only a listener that gets annoyed quickly. You figured something was going to annoy you like that on the other nah, side. Just, just that little, just little, little bit. That was so it. It barely counts. Yeah. I, I could, I could look past it. But uh, it's when you hear it, you're kind of like, uh, stop. What if he was doing his low baritone voice? Well, he wouldn't <laughs> be doing those hops, would he? Well, he it's, be... it, it sounds like he'd be having sex with the microphone. <laughs> I don't think I have enough money to pay to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you have in your account right now, just dump it all out and push it towards him very slowly. Oh my god, a toonie and a loony. Here you go. Speaking of things that sound weird in the song, though, I uh, the one thing I had to know is like these occasional like low quality orchestral hits from the synthesizer. Mm-hmm. Like it's a ridiculously '90s thing to add to the album. Like it's just like, oh my god, you're lucky this album came out in 1992. It's so early in the '90s I can let it fly because that was like part of the fucking thing at the time, I guess. But like, 
Oh, I, I don't like that sound, but I gave it a pass. I'm like, fine, that's cool. Whatever. Let's, yeah. do, let's just deal with it. Because overall, yeah. I mean, like the song had like great pacing. It was a really fun track, flows really well. So it was nice in that way too. And but I mean, aside from some like there were some really cool moments on this track too, some things I really liked, but like it loops back on itself a lot. So I mean, yeah. For that reason, it probably didn't need to be five minutes. This is the one that I really can tell that they're trying to step away from like that rap funk stuff that they were doing and that they're headed in a different direction. And um, I'm not not like they need validation from me, but I I approve. I like me, mommy likey. And getting away from the rap rock stuff, Anthony Kiedis approves. There you go. Bringing up that rivalry. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You know what? And it's funny because I didn't write this down, but I was going to mention it. Wasn't sure really where I was going to fit this in. Uh, At what point does he think that they're better than this or, or no, can maybe not better because I mean, teach their own. You can listen to whatever you want, but when it's like, Oh, you guys are copying us and blah, blah. At what point does he see any similarities like right now? At, at this point in time with this album, maybe not around this time because that really didn't start to peak its head until Californication and California came out, like respectively, yeah. and like that's when Anthony got got bungled, like kicked off of tours. Like if they're if they're touring, we're not touring, and like it's like festival routes thing. So I mean, like maybe it wasn't at this point, but it was definitely like late nineties. So may, this, although he might have reflected on these albums and been like, yeah, they really do sound like us, huh? And then Fleece is like, shut up. Yeah, I I hope so. I hope that Flea is the... Uh, Apparently, Flea was always a fan of Mr. Bungle. He said that he always loved them. So, I mean, it was only Anthony that really had an issue. I I guarantee every member of the Chili Peppers either didn't care or liked Bungle, and Anthony just had a huge head about it. Oh, my God. Okay, I can't can't confirm that. I'm just kind of making my own mind up about things I've read and accounts that I've read. Yeah, it's... It's hard to respect someone like that. I don't know. It just seems like a big baby. Well, I mean, recently Anthony Keats has been seen wearing Mr. Bungle shirts, so I'm assuming it's water under the bridge. So at the very least, (laughs) under the bridge, nice pun. Anyways, yeah, I'm assuming that, like, you know, it's all better now. So Yeah, yeah. if, If we could just get a picture of them shaking hands, then we'll know it's done. Yeah, with one of them shocker buzzers on the palm, too. Yeah, except it's like 50,000 volts. <laughs> oh, my God. Just, oh, a little joke buzzer, huh? Funny. Ah! Oh, my God. Shocks him like a cartoon. All <sighs> right. Song number 11 with no proper transition. Crack Hitler. There's no transition that you can make with this. No, the, I, I, I was trying to think of a pun that entire time. I was like, nothing works. There's no, I can't just go into something, something. Crack Hitler, huh? Funny anyway. Yeah. Everyone's stuck in it going, what the hell is he talking about? This... The vocals in this sound like it's in a mask. It definitely sounds like that uh, God Hates a Coward. And I really like that song. Really, I was down for this one for sure. I wonder if he did the gas mask stuff back then. I don't, I actually don't know. No, I, it has to be in some sort of mask or it's just some sort of enclosure around your mouth. If there's something about that, that I really it's like. like a Dixie cup with a hole in the bottom. You just oh put the microphone God. in, just sing like this. Maybe because... I, <laughs> Now this is kind of kind of off on a, a tangent, but um, after I guess around the time that Kevin Gilbert passed away in 1996, uh, he was he was working on a project. It was called Caviar with a K, and it was kind of all like these off-putting, weird, like I don't know, I don't know how to describe it other than like gimp suity songs. I don't know how to really piece that together unless you've heard it. 
but there's a couple songs where it has the same sort of vocal processing. So I wonder if that was sort of done the same way. But as soon as I heard this song, that was what I thought of. And I like that. So, I mean, it gives this song automatic points. Well, yeah, it reminds you of something you like. So, yeah, it gets those like bias points. Oh, oh, definitely. And I'll take all the bias points. Um, Whereas me, like with this one, like, you know, there's a funky start with a guitar and the percussive parts. Maybe this is the one I think he just hated. Who knows? <laughs> but, um, then you have this like aggressive, like uh, pop slap bass. I thought that was super cool. Um, but the problem is the production feels like really weak in this track. I thought yeah. like even in headphones, like I was wearing these ones. I can't wear my big, one, big ones right now for certain reasons. Um, everything feels like it's 10 miles apart. Like, I don't yeah. know, it, like you don't need to be super compressed and in, but like, I don't know. It just, it feels like a big empty room that's just not being filled properly. So it felt really weird. Um, I will say though, like the heavy and slower paced bridges are really cool. Uh, it's just like a little touch with everything going on, it, you know, and it just, it feels like the song really never stuck a landing for an idea. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My notes are all kind of mixed up because I didn't really know what to write for the song. Like, I don't know. Cause my biggest point is, yeah. Like that last one I just said, it never really stuck in a landing for an idea. It felt like it had a few that it wanted to get to, but never really got to it. It doesn't sound yeah. bad. It just lacked direction. And I think that was like yeah. one of my biggest gripes about it. Do you think, do you feel that it meandered too much? A little, and yeah. t- like I mean, we've come to expect songs like this, where it's just like it doesn't really feel like it has a home, but it's it found a home here anyway. Yeah, it's it, it's your it's your buddy crashing on the couch because they got kicked out a few days ago. You know, like, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'll take care of you. I and guess. it was definitely like a crack Hitler there crashing on your couch. There, oh you, there there's there's your there little pun infusion there. Even um, though we I, didn't really need it. <laughs> like like you, I didn't really have much for this song. Um, I mean, I liked it. Um, after sort of looking at my, my list, I may have ranked it inappropriately, but, um, I, I really like the funky porn groove guitar. Um, <laughs> it's nice during the bridge. I haven't heard that yet in this album. So that was, that was pleasing to me. I found it a little strange, but I guess not too strange considering again, it could be a Mike Patton thing. It could be a Faith No More thing. I don't know. But just like yeah. we've we've heard tracks like this from Patton in the past. So, I mean, like there's literally songs about porn that he's written. So, I mean, like, l- let's not pretend like it's a new taboo subject. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of which, uh, what's the name of song 12? Oh, my God. OK, so it's funny. I'm doing this review and I'm typing it out. My partner walks behind me. He's like, <laughs> crack Hitler. And I'm like, just wait to the next one. Jizz lobber. <laughs> There you go. I want you to say it first. Yes, track number twelve, Jizz Lover. I've been saying I've been saying it all day because every time he walks by, he's like, "Nice." And I'm like, "Shut up." See, the gross visual I get is like a, a giant bucket of jizz, and someone just uh, reaches yeah, in yeah, yeah, and then just hucks a giant, like weird, slimy ball of it at yeah. either a thing or a person. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That. <laughs> That's that's the concert image where he's walking up and down the stage, throwing it into the crowd. I know when when Ozzy used to perform live, he used to, to get buckets of water and just toss it to the crowd. Now I'm imagining Faith no more. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, that's yeah. probably a lawsuit waiting to happen. Oh, my God. Gross. I, I, I want to clarify this did not happen. This is just from the minds of your hosts. <laughs> exactly. 
you tuned into this podcast. Uh, yeah, what's wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> um, so funny enough, like the song has a very peaceful start to it at the very least. You have waves, okay. you have waters, frogs, and crickets. It's all very peaceful and pretty. But then you have these like Norman Bates psychos ass strings like just kicking in. I don't know, or it gets very demented very quickly. But I yeah. do like the aggressive metal vocals on the top of those demented strings too. So I thought that was like really cool. It sounds good. I found that this song had very close, if not the same tempo and feel that kindergarten has, except for this one has like less melodic guitars and more sort of like, I I, I don't want to keep using the word eerie and creepy, but a lot of it just sounds creepy. Like if you added some sound effects of some creaking doors, you could just play this at a haunted house. You're worried about that word. I keep saying grandiose. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> good. I'm going to keep going then. Um, <laughs> I didn't feel that the music changed all too much throughout the whole song. It being over six and a half minutes, it was kind of like, okay, like I sort of started drifting off a little bit, unfortunately. Hmm. Yeah. Not me. I I like this song. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I thought the chorus was really great too. Heavy and indecipherable vocals though, but at the same time, I'm like, I'm here for all of it. I think it was really great. Yeah. Um, I do like how just generally unsettling the song was altogether. Um, it kind of brought back a bit of that unhinged insanity that I was kind of hoping for. Because, again, I didn't really know what to expect coming into this album. Like, I, I'm not super familiar with, like, mm -hmm. the Faith No More catalog. I know a handful of their songs, and that's about it. But just, like, so, to be fair, I didn't know what I was expecting, but I was hoping for something a little more unhinged. And finally kind of got it in this song. I liked it. Uh, when it got to the second half of the song, though, I really did like it. But then it's I started liking it less and less as it kept going. Like, like I don't know. It... it Felt like it stretched on a little too long. And then with the organ at the ending, too, that lasted a little while. Like, maybe it was necessary. Maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Yeah. But I, I personally think it would have been fine without it. I got nothing from the ending. And it didn't even blend in to the next song. So it was kind of like, why is this here? It would have been fine if this was the last song. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I would I would have been fine with it ending that way. Like, I would have given the organ a pass at that point. Yeah. Eh. Because then, yeah, other than that, we can go into the uh, the final song of the album, track number 13, Midnight yeah. Cowboy Theme From, parentheses, Theme From. Um, I don't know. I, I wasn't too big on this one. Uh, it's just a weird end to the album. Probably didn't need. You have these, like, accordion synths that aren't really a good fit here. Uh, the yeah. guitar quietly in the background kind of sounds nice, but didn't do much because it's just quiet and buried. Yeah, it didn't think much of it has continued on either it's four minutes and 12 seconds didn't care and the only note i have the only other note i have actually has to do with uh i had to look up midnight cowboy from yes it is uh just very quickly midnight cowboy is an american drama film released in 1969 and it's the only x-rated movie to win an academy award so maybe that's the reason why they chose it so it's a porn then it has porn in it, but it's not classified uh, as one. It's an American drama film. And it has Dustin Hoffman in it. Weird. <laughs> yeah. I I I have four points and I'll list them off. Sounds like end credits. Doesn't really fit, but if this is a theme song, better better they get some of that cash by putting it on their album. I honestly don't have anything else. Melody was nice. I will say that this must be the precursor into what Phantomus would become. Another Mike Patton project we're probably going to have to like look into eventually because yeah. they have a whole album that's just like covers of movie songs. 
Dang. Like the entire thing is like their own take on like songs from movies and stuff like that. So, I mean, I feel like this, like Mike Patton chose to do this and then he's just like, you know what? I'm going to dedicate a whole project to this. Do you think that like, do you know if he covered Arabian Nights from Aladdin? I don't think he did. No. <laughs> Not that oh, I can recall. Uh, not worth looking into, though. No, no. I know that they did the Godfather theme. I know that much. And then recently, Mike Patton did a, a cover of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle song for that new game that came out. So th- yeah. that exists, too. That's cool. Yeah. Other than that, I got nothing else for the song because there's not a lot to go on. Just uh, just not feeling it. Yeah. It's a very I, weird end to the album. I have nothing more to add. No problem then. That just means that we're at the end of the album uh, discussion portion at the very least. So thank you very much for making all the way to the end of this one. Uh, So we want to know what you thought of this album. What do you think of each of the songs? You can let us know down in the comments below of wherever you're listening. You can also like, subscribe, rate, comment, share, follow all those things. Just be part of the community. Let us know what you thought of the the songs. And also let us know on our social medias too over on Rate the Record Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, all that kind of stuff. All found at ratetherecord.ca. Yeah, because again... Being part of the community is part of the discussion, and we want discussion. Uh-huh. So we told you our thoughts. Tell, tell us your thoughts now. We are you waiting. Every episode from now on, it's going to be less be a part of the community. It's going to become more threatening and menacing. As I swear to God, if you don't go to ratetherecord.ca, we're going to find you. And from now on, from this point forward, we're only going to live stream episodes. So that way, when we get to this point, says so we want to hear your thoughts. And then we sit very silently, <laughs> staring at the camera for like five minutes, like we're waiting. Yeah. Oh, we're not, we're not ranking typing. anything. Oh, someone's typing. Oh, oh, we can't read that. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh, there's a few n words in there that we definitely can't say on air. Geez, why are you oh. in our chat? Yeah. Oh my God. Someone put a screen on. Did four chan send you? Geez. Oh, gross. Gross. <laughs> no kidding. Alrighty then. Well, I mean, we'll we'll still be waiting on those uh those discussion points from you. But in the meantime, I guess yes. we do have to rank some songs because that is part two of the podcast. Oh, so yes. lower heads, boom! Graphics have changed. There are names. I mean, there's no names yet. There are numbers though. I mean, there's two names. There's numbers. I, I Jesus Christ, I'm medicated this week. Okay, not your <laughs> drugs. I'm just medicated in general. So maybe that's why I'm a little uh off my shit today regardless names numbers above us but there's gonna be more names because we need to put 26 songs up there well 13 but like 13 a piece whatever 26 songs up there yeah yeah uh hmm we might have one we might have one match um i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna shoot for the moon and i'm gonna say three but in reality i may be hopeful for one i would say did you uh, remember to bring the egg that you promised last week no. You gotta line them. Well, I'll give you time to line them up on the wall anyway. No. <laughs> I do not want to smell like rotten eggs. Thank you. You don't have to. Your, your room will. That's a whole different Blah. entity. Blah. Your lo- room is a living thing and it's going to hate you for smelling like eggs. Gross. All right. Let's do this. Song number 13, Midnight Cowboy. All right. We matched that one. I, I, that's it. the one I you figured we're going to match onto. Hey, we finally got yeah. one after yeah. like three or four weeks not Woo. doing anything. I'll just write midnight, big old bold check mark. Great. Number 12, RV. Jizz lobber. Fucking hate the fact I need to say that. I'm just going to write the word jizz. Oh, Lord. Number 11, be aggressive. Malpractice. Mal P. Number 10, crack Hitler. RV. Number 9, land of sunshine. Caffeine. 
this is where they all start to get real tight. And it was really difficult to decide what was better than another one. Yeah, I'm just kind of like looking at where we compare so far with certain songs. and Everything else is like way off so far. It's crazy. <laughs> all right. Number eight, Kindergarten. A small victory. Us getting one match was a small victory. Yeah, yeah. Very small. <laughs> Number seven, uh, I feel like there's going to be some sort of blasphemy to some people. Midlife crisis. <gasps> smaller and smaller. Not that I hate midlife crisis, but just going back to it again, just like it's not as great as I remember it being. Yeah, sometimes the novelty is there for the first little bit, and then it's just gone immediately. I think with me, it was in the GTA game or something like that. That oh. it, it might have been San Andreas, it, like and Rage Against Machine was in that soundtrack too. So yeah. like I remember hearing that song a bunch oh. in that, and I liked it then. But I was also playing a game, so I wasn't like completely yeah. paying attention. Oh shit! First time I heard it was in a uh, Spotify "This Is Faith No More" list that I listened to. Yeah, not too bad. All right, number six, a small victory. Land of sunshine. Land of S. Number five, malpractice. Everything's ruined. That's kind of how it feels now. Number four, actually, yeah, it is because we can't match anything else. <laughs> Number four, caffeine. Crack Hitler. Yeah, we I'm are so done. Sad. At least we got one. That's all that matters. I'm so sad. Why are you sad? We got a match. It's fine. Yeah, cool. I'm I, I, I will take that over zero. No egg on your wall. Good. Okay, well, good. Number three, everything is ruined. Midlife crises. Midlife. Okay, then I know what your number one is. Okay. Number two, jizzlobber. What's my number one, smartass? I know you're going to tell me soon. What's your number two? What's my, what's my number one? I want to know. I want to know People what you are think. waiting. People are waiting. Stop being so aggressive. <laughs> God damn it. It's funny because I forgot the name. That's why I didn't say it. Like I know what it is. I just forgot the name. Number one, smaller and smaller. Kindergarten. Yeah, that that was it. Yeah. I like that song. Very catchy and it sticks in my head and I like it. Well, I mean, again, I'll take one over none. I mean, our, our percentage still sucks. I think that's like 65 matches out of like 500 plus. Oh, Christ. As I said, whatever, whatever song gets the the number 100 match on our like Thursday spoiler thing on Instagram. Yeah. We need to do something special for that song. Even if it's like number the, like the last one on the list, like yeah. t- number 14. Tick TikTok dance to it. Hey, I just released hey, by the speaking of TikTok, go follow our TikTok. I just made one today. That's fucking blowing up right now. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's, a, it's a, it's a really stupid, shitty cursed mashup, but <laughs> people are loving it. So, Hey, Go follow us on Rate the Record. Uh, no, Rate the Record podcast on TikTok. There you go. Hell yeah. And while you're doing that, it's time to transition the screens because we have to rate the record. Woo! We didn't do it again, okay, but that's fine. I'm going to do it. No, you fucked me up last week. I ain't doing this. I don't feel like I've lost anything of value. So let's go ahead and switch screens. Whoosh. Already then, the album rating screen jam-packed full of things to look at, uh, especially a B tier. Oh my god, like there's way too many of them. And speaking of which, that's where last week album uh, ended up somehow, somehow, surely, it was no doubts, Tragic Kingdom ended up on the B tier at the very bottom, like very close to the bottom, but hey, mm-hmm. there it is. Or maybe it is the bottom, I don't know, to be honest, uh, if you want uh, to unveil the curtain here, we can't see the screen that you're looking at right now, I do it later oh. in editing. <laughs> Yeah, with the magic of editing from our highly skilled editors, the monkeys with the typewriters in the warehouse. No, no monkeys taking my job, okay? They can go, <laughs> they can go back to the zoo. I'm going to do the editing. I'm the smart boy. 
Yeah. Even in though a warehouse I'm, with a typewriter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I work at the typewriter. Where's my <laughs> banana? Anyways, I'm I'm done uh, ranting about my job for the day. It's time to write the record. We have Faith No More. JP wants to know where this is going to go because he requested it. And I'm sure everyone else does too because we've gotten this far into it. So what – actually, you know what? You go first. Yeah, I was thinking about who should go first. You go first. Okay, so – I honestly wasn't sure where this was going to land. It is not terrible. It is not, oh my God, Savannah's finally smart. Uh, so I stuck this guy at 78.08. Let me just write that down my paper real quick so I don't forget because I always forget. 78.08. <laughs> and then people are like probably like clenching their jaws and like white knuckling right now. They're like, oh God, do we have another BTRL on our hands? I, mean, I, I hope not. Well, I mean, I've got some bad news. Oh, no. Because my score came up to 75.76. So, yes, of course, that puts us in the B tier. The B plus tier at 76.92%. Oh, this hurts me. Well, you're the one who didn't rate higher. So you said 76.9, right? 76.92, yes. This is between Kevin Gilbert and How to Destroy Angels. Oh, well, look, it wasn't better than Kevin Gilbert at the very no, least, right? No, it, it was. Oh, it is? It's, it's above but below How to Destroy Angels. Oh, I see. Just mm. with the way you read it, I thought it was Kevin Gilbert. And then, again, I don't have the screen in front of me, so yeah. I don't remember the exact score. Oh, yeah. I, I read it off of uh, my highly and neatly kept list. So, yeah, it's uh, uh well, one thing you're gonna have to accept the further we go through this podcast, the more likely it is that Kevin Gilbert's gonna keep getting bumped. No, back. we're gonna do more Weezer albums, is what it is. Well, if we do like the first or second album, then like it's probably gonna be yeah. rated decent enough, maybe. I, I don't know. We're gonna have to fluff up the seasons with ones we know aren't gonna do well, just so the ones that really deserve to be better than the ones I really like actually get to go there. Okay, well, then next week we do Wesley Willis. Is that? Oh, you have some homework. You have have some homework to do. Oh, God. (laughs) It never ends, does it? The B tier just never ends. I don't know what I'm going to do when that thing gets too small to even look at the album pictures. I haven't figured that part out yet, so hopefully it doesn't come up too soon. We need more A or C tier albums, or, I mean, D is there too, but whatever. Every every RTR club member now gets a uh, complimentary... uh, eyeglass so then you can bring it up to the screen and see every album that's in the b tier but wait a minute we can just buy our own eyeglasses yeah but ours is branded so you want yeah. ours on it right yeah ours are wood handle and it'll be burnt it, i can't guarantee it'll say rtr club on it but it'll be burnt with something and also the wood comes from those giant tree protected trees in california we snuck we actually snuck to california chopped down part of the wood on those trees and made follicles for it that is such a good idea <laughs> it is it's a bonus idea it's gonna be controversial and guess what gets you views controversy hell yeah all press is good press right no but all pre- <laughs> uh, press still matters though regardless <laughs> Look at it how you want. Anyways, we are at the end of the episode. Yes. So Faith No More fell to the B tier. Oh, no. How sad. But the idea is, hey, still good enough to be up there. 76.92 B plus. I mean, that's nothing to complain about, right? It's definitely not. 
That's not the first Michael uh, Patton album to fall in the B tier. As a matter of fact, he's got four of them, two in the A and two in the B. Look at that. Look at him Jesus, go. Jesus fucking Christ. But anyways, yes, we are at the very end of the episode. So thank you very much for making it this far with us and hanging out and checking out this album with us. Again, we want to know what you think of this album. That Now that we're, we're all the way at the end, let us know your song rankings. Let us know your album ratings. Let us know everything that you thought about this album. We're very curious to know because, I mean, we talk to ourselves all the time. We need some new opinions on this, man. We can't just keep going on with ours. Yeah. And I mean, to be fairly honest, uh, sometimes ours suck. So uh, hearing someone else's um, is not that bad, you know, but if you agree with me and my opinion sucks, well, I mean, like it just automatically makes my opinion that much better because someone else agrees. Two negatives do not make a positive. It does. See, negative, negative, positive. It just crashes and just (laughs) deflects off each other. Anyways, while we uh, test batteries out in front of us, we can, I guess, let you go. Once again, thank you very much for joining us. Make sure that you follow us over on our socials uh, at Rate the Record Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. Uh, all found at RateTheRecord.ca, including all the streaming links. I mean, wherever you're listening to right now, chances are that's where you like listening to your podcast. That's fine. But if you need another one for any reason, they're all there. That's where you can find them. So go ahead and check that out. Make sure you send us your requests, too. We are looking for album requests more. We did one today. So, JP, we hope you're happy with this one. We were... I can almost guarantee he'll let us know down in the comments because he's been yeah. leaving a lot more comments lately, which is not a bad thing, by, by yeah. all means. Thank you very much for interacting Thank with us. You. But because this is your request, I can almost guarantee that you're typing up a storm right now. Hell yes. Please do. Please agree with me, even if you don't do. Thank you. But yes, be like JP and send in your album requests. And we're yes. happy to do them. We have a pack schedule by the same time. We will, we're more than glad to fit you in. So go ahead, do that. And don't forget it once again about Kobe.com slash rate the record, which is also found on rate the record.ca. If you want to be part of the RTR club, five bucks a month, completely optional, but you get stuff out of it. Great. Go ahead and check that out. Who see, I'm trying to get through these as quickly as possible. Now it's getting better though. I'm getting like a flow to it. 49 episodes later, I'm finally getting better. Cut it down to rate the record.ca period. That's it. You know what? You want to know things? You type it in yourself. I don't need to tell you guys. Shit. Just go here. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Season four attitudes changed. Less information and just whatever episodes are 10 minutes long. Exactly. And it'll just be like sirens and flashing on the screen. I'll just say rate the record.ca rate the record.ca. Like you watch no like seizure a warnings. Lo- <laughs> yeah. Like nothing. It'll be like a, a local furniture commercial. And we have to It'll, do like the, the, the blistering ear volume stuff too. That just like suddenly yeah. out of nowhere goes like 85 decibels to your headphones. Oh yeah. And it's just clipping and it's really loud. And it sounds like they're talking like this. And yeah, I'm into it. Yeah. I, I was about to scream into my microphone, but I'm not going to do that because then <laughs> I have to deal with that and listen to that in editing. I'll forget it's there. I won't even look at my screen and something. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Well, we're going a little kooky now, but before we let you go, you know what we'd like to do. We'd like to give you a little sneak peek of what to expect on next week's show. And for the first time in a few weeks, it's an album that I chose. I haven't actually chosen one since literally the kills. So, I mean like it's since episode 45. So I get episode 50. How special is that? Beautiful. But the actual hint itself though, aside from me being able to choose the album, uh, it's so we're choosing an album or I'm choosing an album that despite having absolutely nothing to do with the September 11th attacks back in 2001. This album found a lot of controversy because of it, simply because it was released so close to the tragedy itself. Some of the lyrical content on the album, people are just like, hey, you're making fun of 9-11. This album came out before 9-11, so it has nothing to do with it. That Outkast album that has bombs over Baghdad on it. No, it's Wesley Willis, actually. (laughs) Rock and Roll McDonald's was a a very anti-9-11 song. Uh, yeah. No. Loopy. Yep. 
That's fine. That's that's where you get the best content from. Too bad that we're done, though. So once again, thank you very much. We hope that you uh, anticipate next week's album. Maybe you know what it is. Maybe not. Regardless, come back, check it out, see what we got. Until then, go listen to some awesome music like today's Faith No More album, and we'll see you again next week. So take care, friends. Bye-bye. No kiss for you. Ooh, no bonus. <laughs> <laughs>